When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. It's time for our McCafe coffee catch-up. Hey, Netflix. This sport is cut through. Action. Radio set. Welcome back. What are we going to talk about this year? It's not just about what's going on on the track. It's everything that happens off the track. It's winner takes all. It's constant warfare. Be the best driver win. For me, the candy. Oh, <laughs> if that doesn't give you goosebumps, I don't know what will. Honestly, when I was scrolling Netflix trying to find me a new program with my wife, we stumbled across Drive to Survive, and wow, we were left wondering at one o'clock in the morning, and I've got to get up at four, five, and uh, I've watched about four back-to-back episodes. It is an absolute must-watch. It is not just what's about going, what's going on on the track. It's everything that happens off the track. You heard that line there. And doesn't it just sum up one of the most adored Netflix shows of our time? Drive to Survive is back this weekend for season four. And Formula One fans, new and old, couldn't be more fired up. One of the crucial voices of the show is that of Will Buxton, the F1 journalist who you see in Drive to Survive hanging on every inch of drama just like the rest of us, we're lucky to have Will on the line now with us to talk Season 4 of Drive to Survive and try to get some oil on what to expect. How are you, Will? I'm good. I'm good. What an intro. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's what we do for the big dogs on the show, mate. We get a nice <laughs> intro to get you fired up and everyone's excited. I'm excited. I'm a huge fan of the show. What can we expect Season 4 Without giving too much away, but maybe just lead us into something. Well, so I've only just uh, watched the final the final episodes. I normally don't get to see the series until it oh. comes out on Netflix, like all of you guys. So, um, but yeah, this season I was I was so eager to see it, and I was just just asking the guys all the time, "Come on, send me a link, send me a link, send me a link." <laughs> uh, and they did, and I've just finished it, and it's it's really good. It's different to the other series because. Before, in the previous three series, there hasn't really been a championship fight 
to really delve into. So mm. they've they've had to go for lots of different storylines and discover, you know, different sort of really human stories in the sport. But this time they've got those human stories, but they've also got this amazing championship fight between Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton. We all know the way it, yeah. it panned out in the end. <laughs> It's just great, you know, because they build it up. They kind of they start off with it, and then they 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 build up that tension. Then they go off and tell other stories, and then they come back, and it's just that constant crescendo of pressure and tension all the way to that that conclusion in Abu Dhabi. It's 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 really fun, mate. Are you amazed with how big this uh, series has gone and? The amount of fans that it has actually brought into the sport of F1. Like, I'll be honest, my wife, she probably didn't, she's never watched F1. She watched The Drive to Survive. Now she's a full time fan because it really gives you a real detailed in- insight to what actually goes yeah. on in the F1. Are you, are you pretty amazed by it? Massively, massively. I don't think anybody in Formula One appreciated how influential it would be. And that was shown in the first series because Mercedes and Ferrari didn't want anything to do with it. And then for season two, they were like, come into the garage, you know, come and see, come and learn about all of us. And it was actually part of its success actually came from the fact that Mercedes and Ferrari didn't want to be a part of it. Because back then, Mercedes and Ferrari were the guys going for the championship. So they had to go and find other stories, not look at, you know, those two teams that were gunning for the title. And that's where I think they found the niche for the show, which was in those human stories. They discovered, you know, crazy, sweary Gunter Steiner, who's the, the team boss at Haas, and, you know, Daniel Ricciardo, and all these great storylines that they might not have found had they just been able to focus on the championship fight but yeah it's been it's been huge and and you see it you see the the growth of the sport the interest in the sport around the world and people who were drawn in either who fell out of love with formula one over you know the 90s or the 2000s or whatever and you know periods of domination um or who have never watched it in their lives and as you say like you know Mm. you can sit down with your missus and watch it and it's it's just brilliant because it brings out that real human side behind mm. the incredible sporting exploits that you see on your screen at the weekends and these these incredible athletes doing what they do. Hey, well, so is it safe to say you're the Simon Cowell of, of F1 um, TV and, and what's that sort of done for your life? Like what, what changes oh, has it done to, you know, to, uh, to everything around you with season four coming up? I'd, I'd say I probably haven't had as much work done and my trousers don't come so high, but um, that's very, very kind of you. I, 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 I'd, like to, I'd, like to, I'd like to be on Simon Cowell's salary. Uh, but um, yeah, it's, 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 it's been crazy from a, a recognition perspective. Like um, going back to the United States last year for the, for the US Grand Prix, I broadcast in the States for 10 years on, on NBC and Speed Channel, but I'd never experienced a reaction or a welcome like we got in in austin last year people just you know waiting for autographs it's crazy you know because i just sit in a chair and they ask me questions which is weird because i'm you know i'm a broadcaster and a journalist i normally ask the questions so sort of having that flipped 180 and being asked the questions i'm like i don't like this so much this is this is actually quite hard um (laughs) yeah i just sit in the chair and answer questions and and they they've kind of used that and um you know other stuff that that, the other colleagues um do to just try and make sense of it because formula one i mean you guys know it's a complex sport there's so much to understand Mm. in it that even if you've been following it 20 30 years there's still confusing elements of it so we just try to bring a little bit of of sense and understanding to it so hopefully people can can engage with the with the sport and the series we know what eventuated last year with the the final lap and the final race with lewis hamilton just going down to max verstappen so 
Do we get a little inkling and a little lead in throughout the series to that feud? Is there a lot of hot oh, yeah. little episodes we can expect? Oh yeah, there's 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 a lot of Max and Lewis. Max wasn't actually interviewed for this this season. He decided not to. I think part of that, Ooh. you know, he had his own reasons for it. Uh, some of it maybe he just wanted to focus on on his championship challenge rather than sitting down to do to do interviews all the way through the season. But you you do hear from him and you do see him. And mm. Lewis is a really big part of the series. And you see a, a really different side to Lewis this year than I think people have ever seen. Far more raw, more pure, uh, just a, a, mm. a, a more I think a more real version of, of of who Lewis Hamilton is rather than the polished version you maybe see on TV all the time. So that's great. And then you've got just the the crazy fighting between Christian Horner, the boss of Red Bull Racing, Toto yeah. Wolff, the boss of Mercedes, <laughs> and how kind of toxic that got through the years. So that's it's kind of crazy. And you know, and you hear from their wives as well, because you know, Christian's married to to Jerry, who was in the Spice Girls. Uh, Toto's married to <laughs> to Susie Wolf, who herself was a racing driver and uh, and is a team boss in Formula E. So there's really nice little little segments there. And Susie, actually, she turns out to be one of the stars of the show this season. She's like a voice of calm through the insanity <laughs> and the madness of the season. She's just this absolute, yeah, she's just a, a real voice of calm. She's it, great. It sounds like we've got 20 seasons of this coming up. Um, well, but I don't even think that'd be long enough, mate. I got, I got, I got me uh, Mercedes or me f- Ferrari hat on, and I'm sitting here just watching, see, just watching season three, thinking, how am I going to get around season four? What has been pushed underneath the table towards you to make sure that you're looking after Mercedes or Ferrari? What car are you driving? Oh, Mick, they, uh, no, they don't. They don't. I pay my own way. I always have. It's funny because my other half always says, why don't you tap up one of the teams for a free car? And I'm like, that's not me. Surely. I never even tapped up a team sponsor for like a free beer or, you know, a free watch or something. Oh. Yeah, that's not me, man. I can't do Look, I got to stay impartial, you know, got to stay impartial. Um, but if Ferrari want to want to you know, drop something off, I'm not going to say no. That's, yeah. <laughs> we'll send this clip to them. Yeah, that would be great. Are that we, would be great. I just have to. Are have we to Ferrari or that. McLaren? Yeah. Oh, yeah, McLaren. I take a yeah, a McLaren. Oh man, it's they're they're so different cars to drive. Um, I take I'd probably take a McLaren because that's just that's like a race car on the road. They're just, they're insanely Ooh. good. Yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, we we know the big teams, the Red Bull, you know, Ferrari. You got Mercedes. Who are you seeing to make a real? Uh, valid effort this year or just go a little bit better? What what team should we be on the lookout for this season? Not in, not in drives to survive the, the series, but this season leading into the Formula 1. So here's the mad thing, right? End of last year, they tore up the rule book. They have given the teams completely fresh sheet of paper. It's the biggest technical regulation change in the history of the sport. Everything that worked last year is in the trash, right? It's gone. So it's completely new cars for every single team. And it's amazing because you look at the 10 cars that are hitting the track this week, a flight tomorrow to to Bahrain for the preseason test. Every single car looks different. Every single team has approached these regulations in a different way. Someone will have got it right. Someone will have got it horribly wrong. It could be Mercedes mm. that have got it wrong. It could be Red Bull that have got it wrong. It probably won't be, but it you know, but it could be. And that's the wonder of this year. We could get McLaren versus Ferrari like we had in the 2000s. You could have 
you know, mm. Red Bull versus Mercedes like it was last year. Hell, you could have Aston Martin fighting Alpine and AlphaTauri for the World Championship. Right now, we, ju we just don't know. And that's what's so exciting about this season. It could be anybody's. Who's a superstar, mate, that's sitting in the wings that we probably won't see in season four, but you, you've got your, your little black book there, put his name down and go, I'm going to introduce this this Louis Louis type character to the to the to the Netflix um, Farno that we're going to watch later on down the down the track. What's the what's their name? Oh, there are a few. Uh, there are a few. There's, I mean, Oscar Piastri, uh, who's a young Australian racing driver, won the Formula Two Championship last year. He's actually going to be a reserve driver this year for Alpine. He doesn't have a race seat, which is criminal because he's Liam so Lawson. good. One one guy Liam you Lawson. will see on Drive to Survive. Um, but won't be racing in Formula One is actually a New Zealander uh, Liam Lawson, uh, who's yes, mega yeah. good boy. <laughs> but he's he's in the series. Like everyone's going to fall in love with Liam Lawson as just like the perfect housemate. He's such a dude. He's so cool. Love Liam. Um, yeah, th listen, there are some great kids waiting in the wings, but it's just whether there's going to be a seat for them, whether there's going to be that opportunity because there's only twenty seats in Formula One. So it's whether, you know, will Sebastian Vettel retire at the end of the year? Will Fernando Alonso retire at the end of the year? Will there be that space on the grid for these young kids to step up, you know, and walk into Formula One and take on you know, the other youngsters? Because it's such a young field at the moment. You look at Max Verstappen and Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc and Lando Norris and all these kids really making waves. It's a, it's a really exciting time. Mm, now I look forward to, to watching this series unfold. Mate, just quickly, before we let you go, uh, Christian, his comments on Mercedes with Toto Wolf having bullying tactics, is it, am I right? Is, is that what's going on lately with the comments of the, the, the latest feud between Red Bull and Mercedes? I mean, you say the latest feud. It's 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 pretty much the same feud. I think <laughs> like, you, I think you you got to take it all with a pinch of salt. And I think what this series of Drive mm. to Survive shows really well is that sport, as we all know, is as much a mental game as it is the game on the field. And if you can get inside your rivals' heads, you're already winning. In Formula One, that's not just the drivers getting inside each other's heads. It could be the team bosses getting inside each other's heads to try and throw them off. It's protesting your rivals' cars to get them torn apart over a weekend, you know, just to try and find something that might not be completely within the reg regulations or you know, whatever it might be. It's mind games. And they're getting it started early. You know, we're not even at the first race of the season yet. And they're already putting those little jabs in. So it's... Uh, it's crazy. I've never known anything like it. I've never seen anything like it. But it's it's that mm. ultimate. I mean, some people say it's unsporting, but it's ultimately gamesmanship. It's trying to throw your opponent off, and I think that's what that's what Christian and Toto do in very different ways. But they're they're probably more similar than either one of them would care to admit. Awesome, awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on, Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Oh, guys, Absolute champion, mate. The voice of the show, Drive to Survive. We look forward to watching you on the big screen, mate. Thank you so much for finding time for us. And uh, we'll get you on later on in the air, mate. Appreciate it. I look forward to it. Cheers, guys. Thank you. That was our McCafe coffee catch-up with Will Buxton. Wow. Good dude, Louis. Looking forward to the series. 
Yeah, great kid, Louie. He is unreal, <laughs> isn't he? Like, that is just mm. hearing his voice. You know when you, you hear someone speak and you like the, you, their voice is so famous from somewhere else and you just get that, mm. that sonic trigger straight away? You get that trigger, like, straight back to the shows. Watching Will in the Seat and he just he's so, like... He loves the drama, eh? Like he loves, like he loves mm. hooking the drama up. That was awesome. Well done, boys. We got to get him a car. We got to get him a car, <laughs> yeah. eh? Maybe Mate, we'll don't, don't worry, he's got a car. <laughs> check it up. Do the do the boys we'll have get him a car? Did Kimpy, the, Kimpy will get him a car. Yeah, Kimpy, Kimpy, you know, you got mates everywhere. No one even knows what you do for a job, Kimpy. You could be a Formula One driver for all we know. Do the um? Do the, he got his number? Let me give him a call. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if we can get him a. <laughs> they got a car big enough. Get him a Toyota from <laughs> North Shore or something. Like, do they do they do they do they race Toyota Land Cruisers? <laughs> <laughs> he um. Do the lads have a team they like to support? I I honestly don't. I I kind of. I'm a classic case of Formula One hooked me because of Drive to Survive, and now I'll mm. watch the odd, you know, the big Grand Prix like the Monaco, um, Silverstone. Like I'll, I'll watch them now because I watch Drive to Survive. But I haven't found an affinity to a team yet. I haven't tied myself to a team. Mm. I love Daniel Ricciardo. I think Daniel Ricciardo yeah, is an same. absolute jet. But do the lads have a team they support? I don't have a team. Now, I used to love watching uh, Michael Schumacher when mm. he was ripping it up for Ferrari, but I don't have a, a team. But I guess if Liam Lawson makes it to the True. Formula One, whoever he's driving for, that'll be my team. Tell you that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. And I just hope, like, I hope that when Liam Lawson gets a crack, like when Brendan Hartley did, but unlike that, he actually mm. gets given a proper crack and he's not just like dog tucker. Like he's not just there mm. hanging on to the back of the, the Formula One car, as it were, and waiting till he fell off. Because I felt like Brendan Hartley, although he got a crack, he never really had a fair crack. And he was a bit older. I think he was 27 or so. Someone mm. will correct me when he did get his crack. And Liam Lawson's a youngster, so hopefully a team wants to invest in him. Double eight, double mm. three. Who's your Formula One side and why should we be on board with them for the new season coming out? Drive to Survive Season 4 starts on Friday, I think, on Netflix. Um, yeah, we don't need yes. to promote Netflix. They don't pay us, but I absolutely love this series. So hook your teeth into it. It's 22 minutes past eight here with Chemist Warehouse. That was Will Buxton, protagonist of Drive to Survive. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. We'll be back after this.